Well, welcome to this week in Jacksonville Business Edition. This show focuses on economic development in the River City and our region. And today's topic, workforce development. Later, we're going to hear from members of the team at Miller Electric Company. But right now, Christina Thomas, Northeast Florida Builders Association, a director of workforce development for NEFBA. So let's start here. This is really cool. You said uh, it's 50 years of this apprenticeship program. Tell us about it. Uh, absolutely. Um, so NEFPA back in 1973 uh, noticed that their economic needs in the community to in order to continue to build uh, Jacksonville that they needed a skilled workforce. So they started um, the NEFPA apprenticeship program 50 years ago. Uh, Carmel Morris, um, who's um, unfortunately he's not with us any longer, but he's considered the godfather of the program. <laughs> and uh, he, along with um, several other local um, individuals, started this program. It's been in existence the whole entire 50 years. Uh, we train individuals. Um, now, uh, the trades that we have under the umbrella, which I believe just started with carpentry and electrical, we now have, um, we train individuals to become carpenters, electricians, HVAC technicians, plumbers, and sheet metal workers. So, so the, the program here, uh, and we can talk about some of the details uh, as we get into our conversation as well, but this is uh, somebody who's coming in and I don't have to train, 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 then get a job. It's on-the-job training, right? It, it is. It is. It's 100% um, earn as you learn. So uh, all of our uh, in, all of our apprentices work full-time the entire four years that they're in the program. Uh, we have close to 200 local uh, contractors across all the five trades that will pay them and train them on the job. And then they supplement that by going to classes two nights a week, uh, August through April. So there's only it's only 54 nights a week that or 54 nights a year that they have to go. And the best thing is their employer pays for it. So it's completely tuition-free. Uh, there's no need to go into to debt in order to become trained. You get paid the entire time. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to get 10% raise every year. So, Christina, talk about, you, you mentioned 1973, and what was kind of going on there that, that meant they started the apprenticeship program? What's similar or different in this age here 50 years later? Um, you know, it, it's strange. It's interesting that you ask that because I've been looking back at all the meeting minutes in, in preparation for our 50th anniversary, and it seems like the same things that were going on in 1973 and were going on today, which is uh, technically that they there's a need within the community for skilled craftspeople, and um, they weren't having, there was a greater demand for people than there were people filling the jobs, and we find ourselves in that same position. So we, um, we continue to get more and more contact contractors locally that come on board and they want to invest uh, in their workforce in in terms of sending them to our program and making sure that they're 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 growing towards that journeyman level which is what we graduate with them for after four years so there are dozens of people how many people are involved in the program say right now this year 442 Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, apprentices. So 442 apprentices yes. right now. And it's a four-year program, is it, that right? It is. So what happens at the end of those that four years? Uh, is there a graduation, anything yes. like that? Yes, and actually we just celebrated our largest graduation in the program's history. We had 77 graduates um, this past May. Uh, they receive a Florida Department of Education uh, certificate of completion. We are fully registered with the Florida Department of Education, and our program is also honored by the National Department of Labor because we do meet all those apprenticeship standards of having our apprentices uh, work 8,000 hours on the job in the field, and then they also have over 600 hours of classroom training. 
Additionally, we use um, it's the National Center for Education and Research, uh, NCCER. Uh, they're actually an Alachua, Florida-based company uh, that grew out of the University of Florida, but it's a nationally recognized um, organization that promotes workforce development. Um, and so there's credentialing and certifications that all of our apprentices earn as they graduate. Um, so when they walk across that stage, they get both of those documents. Uh, Milwaukee Tools is a fantastic supporter, donates mm -hmm. gift bags to them. Um, and, and we celebrate. And last year, even with just 77 graduates, we had uh, almost 700 people in attendance. So I described to you, this is a little newer uh, focus for our show and the business edition of This Week in Jacksonville, economic development. Tell me about the economic impact of these workers that over these 50 years, and even now, you know, the, the, there's 440 some involved right now. What's the economic impact on having these apprentices at work? Uh, it, it is such a great econo uh, economic impact for the Jacksonville area. Um, if you take the wages, just the wages alone that these apprentices are earning as they go through the program, on average, they're putting about $18 million back into the local economy uh, because they work here, they live here, they're spending, you know, money here. On top of that, uh, once they graduate, um, uh, even though I've only been with the program for a little over seven years, uh, we've had several of our graduates start their own businesses. So we've got, I've got uh, two plumbing companies and one HVAC company. And the HVAC company in general, um, the, their person that started that is, he's only 26. About that, no kidding. That. So there's there's great economic impact, and the reason the program has been so successful over the past 50 years is because it's very community driven. You know, we we work here, we live here, we want our kids to to have access to safe schools and safe hospitals, and these are the individuals that build that uh, within our economy and. Uh, a lot of times, the, the instructors that I've brought on recently, the last six or seven instructors that I've hired have all been graduates of the program. Uh, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's so a full circle it, sort it of is, thing. It right is there. a full circle. I get goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just hired my first female instructor in the program's history. So she'll be starting with us here in a couple weeks. There's a, a breakthrough, right? Yes. A milestone. Yes, yes. She'll be very embarrassed if she sees this. But <laughs> yes, uh, no, she's, she's going to be great. So, uh, Christina Thomas, Northeast Florida Builders Association, uh, how is word spreading about this? And I know that you just talked about, hey, we had our largest graduating class so far, but if I'm doing some math, you got enough people in there that that graduating class is going to keep getting bigger, isn't it? it? It absolutely is, and I want to credit a lot of that to the work that we do with local area high schools. Um, being that my background was from education, and the reason that I was inspired to take this particular position was to ensure that local area high school students know that this is an opportunity that's available to you. Because a lot of times in schools, you get so focused on college readiness, which is extremely important. Military, very important, especially in a tri-base county. Uh, but a lot of students, they, they're a little lost, you know, when they're 18 or, or 19. So it's been our mission internally with the executive committee and the administrative team that um, I have the fortune of, of leading to ensure that we're out in the high schools. We did 47 high school events last year. I was actually at Baker County High School last night <laughs> uh, doing, doing a uh, career fair. So it's been somewhat of a grass, I, I don't want to say grassroots um, opportunity because it's been around for 50 years, so a lot of people know about it. Uh, but our awareness uh, on the map has definitely grown through our high school um, our high school outreach, and that's evidenced by the fact we've had 40% 40 you know, increase in our youth enrollment of under 21 years of age. So tell us a little bit, I, I'm, I'm looking for maybe the connection here. So the association, mm -hmm. and that means a lot of business owners are saying, hey, we, this is for the benefit of folks who are part of NEPA, but really it's 
anybody doing this kind of work in our region, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Um, all the uh, sponsoring, participating employers are members of NEFPA. Um, the the price of entry is very low, so we welcome anyone. If we're if we're able to do it, we're going to keep on keep on growing. And um, yes, it it definitely it, it benefits the community. It gives uh, people of all ages and all backgrounds an opportunity to to better themselves and to grow into a career that is going to be high in demand. Um, in Florida, Florida is only behind Texas nationally in the amount of construction jobs um, that the state's going to see over the next until 2030. So this is it's definitely a growing area. So uh, I know you wanted me to mention uh, that there are opportunities for veterans. Yes. I think even beyond that, you just kind of alluded to it, who is the target for one of the apprenticeship programs? Do you, do you have to be right out of high school? Do you have to have a college degree? You know, all of these sorts of things, right? We, anyone who is willing to show up on time and work hard and dedicate themselves to the craft is welcome in, our, in ours. Uh, we do have a minimum age of 18. Uh, we do accept 17-year-olds if they're recent high school graduates. Uh, but you do have 18, but I mean, we had a graduate last year who was close to 60 so we we look at all of no yeah we do that's that surprised me it is uh, well and <laughs> interestingly enough um interestingly enough uh the average age nationally and we're we're right on track with that for apprentices is like 28 but when you talk to some of our apprentices that are of that 28 to about 34 age range they all say the same thing which is i wish i would have done this sooner mm. so we are when you talk about from a marketing perspective, we are targeting a younger demographic so that they can still learn from people that are aging out of the industry. Um, but at the same time, is if you're if you're willing to, to put in the work and you're able to do that, um, this program's for anybody. You mentioned that you wanted to expand. What about the opportunities for veterans? Is there something specific reaching out to veterans? And is that a transition from uh, military service to the commercial workforce? It is. So in the state of Florida, and this is true of our apprenticeship program or any other apprenticeship program, in the state of Florida, um, all of apprentices are tuition exempt, which means that the, the cost of the program has to come from the employers who are, are driving them into that, and then also supplemented by some of the state funding and opportunities, especially with the the governor's um, you know blessing the past several years of some grant opportunities but what that means for a veteran is that if they come to the Jacksonville area or anywhere in Florida and they are an apprentice they receive their um, post 9-11 GI Bill uh, that goes directly back to them as a housing allowance so instead of going to an expensive college or one of these programs that says you can do all of this in 10 months, um, that actually, that money goes back to the veterans. So that helps supplement their income along with, you know, while they're, yeah. while they're doing their training. Well, uh, you may not have the exact number, but what's the, the ratio? How many veterans are participating and in getting involved in the apprenticeship program? I wish more were participating. I think of that, um, we're about 10%. Okay. 10% of them are veterans. And uh, I think there's a great opportunity here um, with the growth that Jacksonville's seeing and also so being in a tri-base area to increase that. So that's definitely part of our three and five year um, goals and plans is to, to deepen those relationships and make sure that they know that, hey, when you're, when you're done serving our country, we would love to have the opportunity to work with you here in our community. So maybe we wrap up here. I know specifically we're talking apprenticeship, but your role is workforce development <laughs> and, and uh, companies have that for sure. How crucial is it to bring along more people who can work in these specific areas in order for Jacksonville to develop and to grow as we hear leaders say we want to grow and develop? It, it, it's absolutely uh, crucial. I mean you, you have to think when 
you think about a building from start to finish, every single one of our apprentices has touched that building in some way. Uh, I had an opportunity to tour a new facility and uh, actually one of my former carpen uh, carpenter graduate that just graduated last year was showing up in the ceiling like, hey, this is where mechanical is, this is where plumbing is, this is where electrical. So you absolutely need um, those individuals with that skill, you know, that skill set and you've got an aging population um, that's that's leaving the industry through retirement. Um, so it, it absolutely, um, you know, if you've if you've had anything go wrong in your house, um, those are those are your modern day heroes. Yeah. The, yeah. The, those are the people that have the commodities that we need on a regular basis. And um, if we don't train and we don't have that skilled workforce as consumers and as um, you know community citizens, we're, we're going to find ourselves in a, in a yeah. challenging situation. Oh, like Kent Justice recently when that air conditioner went out <laughs> and it was a week because, oh, we got to get the part yeah. and we need somebody who knows how Chances to install it. was your capacitor. Always, <laughs> have, always have to have one of those on hand. <laughs> it, it wasn't for me this time, but probably the next time yeah. it, it would be. It is, and I know, and uh, plumbing has a, a pretty good shortage too. That's, that's a longer wait time as well. Yeah. Well, Christina Thomas, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, so in a moment, more about local apprenticeships as we explore what Miller Electric is doing. Stay with us. So today's topic, workforce development, and I'm joined by members of the team at Miller Electric Company. Mike Brandon is a senior vice president of workforce development, and uh, Gabby Cardula, second-year electrical apprentice for Miller Electric Company. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what's specific to Miller Electric, but also uh, this, this idea of apprenticeship, Mike. Tell us about this, because it's something that benefited you as an individual and now certainly in your role as a vice president for the company that uh, you're, you're yeah. leading. So the apprenticeship model, you know, it's, it goes back years. It's a very old model. There's uh, Benjamin Franklin was a, an apprentice. Uh, I found out through recent <laughs> research, Ozzy Osbourne was an apprentice. He was a plumber before he was a How heavy metal that? rock star. So the, the concept, you know, goes way back. And, and me personally, I was an apprentice and a high school graduate and didn't want to go to college and I had to go out and get a job. and I. I become familiar with the electrical apprenticeship and 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 uh, joined and worked my way through the ranks and senior vice president of one of the largest electrical contractors in the country now so I'm I'm very proud of that and I'm very proud of the opportunity it's given me and my family and countless others yeah so we'll we'll dive in a little bit more again I, mean, I want to hear a little bit about your experience so second year apprentice why did you get involved and, and what are you learning so far um, I got involved because I wanted to create an independent uh, earning um, I wanted to become independent on my own and uh, make a future for myself sure. that I could be proud of. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you hear about this how did apprenticeship I hear about it? program? Yeah. I heard about it at school, actually. Um, my school didn't do it, but I heard about other schools doing it and um, how the electrical trade is being more implemented into high schools these days. Um, more programs and I thought that was really cool and I wish that my school did that so I looked into it post high school and I thought it was a really great opportunity for me. All right. So, so, so if I may add a yes. little bit to that, sure. what Gabby's talking about in that respect is um, we have four area high school programs currently where those seniors in the high school take our curriculum in their our senior year and then they can advance place. If they meet all the goals and they pass the test they can advance place and actually finish the program a year sooner because they've already got that first year curriculum behind them. So we're able to do that in several local high schools and we're hoping to expand that and trying to expand that. How, yeah, how does the word get out uh, that there is an apprenticeship program specific to Miller Electric Company? 
We really try our best to get out and spread that word. We probably, our, our team at Miller, there's several of us that work on it, and, and especially some of the other ones, we'll visit 150 schools a year. Wow. At school events, if you will. Maybe not individual right. schools, but different events. And so career fairs or just go and talk to students, we're always willing and open to go out and do that because we think we got a really good thing here that we would like to share. You know? So I, I certainly, uh, I've been in, in the area 13 years, certainly had heard uh, about Miller Electric Company. There's a certain profile that uh, a large, successful business in the area had. I, I hadn't heard about the apprenticeship program until a neighbor said, hey, my son, graduate high school, doing a little bit of college, he's got an opportunity because of this apprenticeship program. And, and here's something that I thought was really interesting. And part of the reason I said, hey, I want to talk to you about, about this. Am I reading this right, Mike? Over 80% of Miller Electric's trade professionals have graduated from the apprenticeship program here? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we, our trade professionals all come, that, I mean, that's what we sell, is the electricians. So they're, they're trained by the uh, Electrical Training Alliance, 80% of them. You know, some of them come from other avenues, but the majority of them over all time have come through the apprenticeship program. And, and you were explaining to me earlier that it's a, a joint IBEW and NECA apprenticeships. So maybe help folks who aren't part of those unions or don't know what that yeah. means. Uh, what is that? So the IBEW is the local electricians union. That's the, or not the local, but the national. It's a national right. organization for a union of electricians. And NECA is National Electrical Contractors. It's the, the organization that kind of groups the contractors together, if you will. That's kind of their group. So our program is a joint venture between IBW and NECA. And it's joint um, overseen by both parties by both uh, organizations. Gabby, I want to get back to some of your experience. So second year, how long is the apprenticeship program? And do you feel like, hey, I'm actually doing some work on uh, already? Yeah, um, so the program is five years long. And you can actually choose to do more schooling post uh, the apprenticeship if you choose to do so. Um, my experience so far has been very positive. I've learned so much that I don't think I could have learned at a college. Not even just electrical, but life skills, which is really important um, in maturing um, in myself as a person. All right, give me some examples. Life skills. Well, life well skills. like what? Like what? Um, patience, perseverance. Um, a couple of important ones right there. Th those are very important. <laughs> that is something that I have learned well. And not even just being patient with other people, but patient with yourself and knowing that you won't get it right the first time, but to keep persevering, persevering and yeah. trying. Yeah, Mike, as we look at this, so your, your career now is in that workforce development space, certainly the part of the topic. And we're getting a specific example of what Miller Electric does, but uh, this is an issue across industries, uh, not just even in our region, but across our nation. How do I develop people who are going to be great workers in my company? Why do you feel like apprenticeships really make a difference? Well, for me, if you want somebody as a company, an organization, you want them to do it your way, the Miller way, if you will, in our case. So we train them to do things how we would want it done. We're not just relying on hiring a person that somebody else has trained, and that may or may not be acceptable to the way we do business, you know. So we feel like in-house training is the way to go. And training in our trade, there's a lot of safety. I mean, we can, you can be an electrician, yes, but, please. but being a safety electrician, you know, pretty important. So yeah. safety's a big part of it, and we train on that. Safety's a big part of what we do, and uh, just the technical skills that, that you get out of our program, we feel like it's best for, for our business, for sure. Some of the uh, background I'm looking at here. So it's 1945, the National Joint Apprenticeship and Training Committee uh, was established by IBEW and NECA. 
Um, it seems like this is the way it works. Is it just in this industry? Are there other electrical contractors who say, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta have an apprenticeship program in order to get the kind of workers trained the way we want them? There is, as our local ETA that started in 1945, that was the Jacksonville branch, if you will. So IBW NECA started here with that apprenticeship in 1945. And there's like currently about 10 contractors that are a pool and part of that to support that. Miller being the largest that employs about 80% of the current apprentices, which is about 350 and they, uh, currently that we have in our program. So, but there are other trades and there's other, um, there's other apprenticeships, electrical apprenticeships as well in town. I can't speak of them in detail, but they're there. And there's other trades, there's plumbers and pipe fitters and sheet metal workers and um, different organizations in town that have their yeah. own apprenticeship, that, that same model. Yeah. Gabby, you talked about, hey, I learned about this through school um, apprenticeships aren't only for folks who say, well, I'm not going to college, so I'll do this another way. Was college in your plan, or is that something you're uh, currently doing as well as the apprenticeship? How are you handling that? Um, so unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to go to college financially. Um, this was a better decision for me so that I could independently fund my education. Um, but not just college students go to apprenticeships. People can be switching from other careers and decide that electrical is more interesting or more fulfilling to them. And, uh, yeah. What, what's the part of uh, electrical that electrical. appealed to you? That, it, said, that Gabby said, I've got to do that. Um, being able to work with my hands all day and not being stuck at a computer. I like to move around and I like to um, get work done and then be able to see the work that I completed at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Mike, what about the, in terms of this program and not just what Miller does, but as a model for other businesses, other sectors even, in our local economy, is this something that you believe other companies should be doing as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly obtainable. If you do your research, there's groups out there that will help you write apprenticeship programs and help you get it started. And there's lots of grants. I mean, in the last few years, apprenticeship's kind of been the buzzword. So there's been a lot of people really get into the game and, and develop programs. So no matter what the career is, there's probably an apprenticeship program out there for you to look into. Broadly speaking, what do you see in the future for the workforce here in Jacksonville, in Northeast Florida, Southeast Georgia? Uh, because obviously what happened in 2020 and a pandemic, a worldwide impact to what happened to the labor force? Well, just speaking electrically, nationwide, we're, we're retiring about 10,000 a year, probably out of our organization. We're only taking in about 5,000 a year apprentices and we probably need about 8,000 currently that we have opening. So we're not even keeping up with what we're retiring, much less keeping up to what the workload is. So the only way we feel that we can overcome that shortage is have better trained people, be more productive, safer, and, and training. Training's the only way we're gonna get out of it because we're not gonna get more workers. That, yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case. A, a, a lot of companies have focused on, hey, I need that partnership and training with the local universities, the colleges that yes. are here. Is that something Miller does as well? It is. Um, I, we, in fact, uh, I mentioned high school programs that we have. We actually have in our pre-apprenticeship at FSCJ also. So we have students there that take first year and then they'll come over and start with us and they can advance place from that program as well. So it's certainly offered. Gabby, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll wrap up with you. What would you say to somebody who's watching here, hadn't considered it, but what would you say to somebody about why they should consider an apprenticeship program, specifically in your case with Miller Electric? I would say try it out. It's the best opportunity that I could have ever done. Um, 
In the beginning it was scary, or it might seem scary, but working through that and um, seeing how far you can progress throughout your life in apprenticeship is really amazing. Yeah. Hmm? Would you echo those thoughts? That, does she, she's a pretty good spokesperson yeah, she over did here, good. She's she really good. So. <laughs> I'm glad I bought her along. Gabby Cardula and Mike Brannon from Miller Electric Company in Jacksonville. I appreciate it uh, and talking through some of those issues. Hey, I want to let you know you can visit ApprenticeFlorida.com and learn more about starting a program or becoming an apprentice as well. Join us again for This Week in Jacksonville, Business Edition.